rumors were that books underground only contained iterations of documents of each generation of blue sorted by millennia. Though it's true that each pulse rendered to ink generally produced ink of similar physical and biological makeup, each individual flask filled to the brim with what could not have been anything less than its own difference to be from one set of pulses would not to be from another. Yet, likely, it were only the viscosity sifted down, with each color pulse melting into what branded could not be captured, beauty and light reflecting from between the roots in a way only what was drawn could emulate upon a page. Though it's true that each pulse rendered the ink generally produced ink of similar physical and biological makeup, each individual flask filled to the brim with what could not have been anything less than its own difference to be from one set of pulses would not be from another. Yet likely, it were only the viscosity sifted down with each color pulse melting into what branded could not be captured. Beauty and light reflecting from between the roots in a way only what was drawn could emulate upon a page. Without even hesitation or note of escapability, each page of every book had its own paragraphs, sentences, illustrations, and even nuanced words written into margins and coupled, plain as a matter of fact, as if no emotion had been set in putting pen to paper were as if each instance written had happened along the writing of the page. As if no distance between the city and the forest could hold any moment or thought or desire which would keep apart exactly what the grasses had to hold. If it were light and nothing else, it would have been more compassionate sharp as pen nibs can be. It were never likely that a moment could find all of itself upon a page. There would always have been not only what could have been felt between the lines, and also, where it were not wholesome to be there, were not words for truth so deep they spoke for themselves. Carved from a tree, a name were yawning across the city like a kite asking itself whether it were to fall or fly. Puzzled out and drawn along the circle road with the most terse of lips, pressed into a napkin, the name would follow itself into Blue's wrist. Puzzled out and drawn along the circle road, with the most terse of lips, pressed into a napkin, the name would follow itself into Blue's wrist, into moments where her soma would separate just an inch or two from her skin, as if to hold its place while it wrung itself out, or simply enjoyed a moment untethered to the body it belonged to. The name, beautiful upon the tongue like the most chaste of little blossoms, would draw and fasten the pulse where only blue would falter or discard as other somas would come in contact with theirs. It would wend its way only where it needed to go and never once held anything against anything. It was like a pure movement of pulse repairing only what it had not laid hands upon. Of course, the cards were shuffled at exactly the wrong moment, exactly on top of the pile of leaves that seemed to be so heartlessly discarded and brought away toward the heap of their own making, as only lightly fallen leaves could find purpose in having fallen away from their tree. The fennel goblins could see why they would go the way they went. Carefully arranging each one in perfect harmony as the pulses and the way lines brought a sense of decisiveness to them. It always was reminded of cherry blossoms just before Blue Selma would return to her body and her 
throughout the city, a soft wind would slightly move the branches in the city as if sighing itself something real. Soft streams of petals falling into the streets and roads as children's whispers fill the few shadows with a sense of life. Pasta and echinacea planted along an apartment complex as its shifts bring a sense of cohesion to the movements as they rearrange and pattern into the new configuration of the building itself. Each shift bringing with it questions of what and how and why to cover which few questions could not be answered by the emptiness left with the movement. Though were it never an emptiness, there could finally be a change worth holding on to, soft and subtle as the years turned like autumn leaves waiting only for the cold to find the ends of their reasoning. Each small difference bringing light to places where dreams would wander. Dark releases secrets, which citizen the fear might belong became certain as waylines shedding pulses in discordant measures send its plots along with jovial agreement. Though fear would not be the only emotion kept in dreams of night could never complete with the dreams of day, were it any other way, such fear would find its own way into either day or night creating its own plot. As it was with the flasks of ink underground, the circle road turning above as each drop of pulse wakes in sense of such fear, shouted long into the corridor of a library, a hope so carefree and essential to its own gratitude it could not be but a reminder, calling to place into the night a name long forgotten and twice refused, as if not to call the name itself, but the person that hope had carried over from. Importance came in three measures, there as the sound reverberated through one of the brutalist buildings. Flocks, gardenia, and morning glories, sitting under a warm sun, weighing while their petals shade the slight arbitration of their gentle agreement with the sunlight. The fountain nearby, cooling each petal within it, as they slowly twirl upon the surface with the force of each passing waterfall. It swept up like a current, moments before it enraptures the sweetest fragrance. Almost like a moment decanted as pages turn in the books underground. Left out under a bad moon, there was a second scepter held quick like the flash of melted lightning. It only has to be held still as the circle road made its round assemblage of each and every petal onto a stem slip sliding into a mud-covered pipe, covered cement pipe covered in daisies restitution only forgotten by the last wings spread apart by the same moonlit sky. Given toward a tide enveloping its own parsimonious enclosure, only to be found where each third measure would wait for a reprise in a hovering of a sparrow bringing forth the hummingbird for the human left inside. It was the quick response of Everglades that fell upon the surface of the fountain like reflection so harmoniously that only what was directly above could be seen as the city seemed to have no effect as the petals floated holding onto the surface itself as only to be enveloped in what such response could offer for all that had already been lost. Ever so quietly, the flocks replaced with the arrow, as if only the roots were to tell the difference unfettered, as only the wind could turn. Switches on the wartime switchboard begin to move up and down on their own as each pulse slowly intensifies with no other outlet on the other side where it sends pulse toward the forest. 
It would seem that such movements would be random enough to produce no effect. However, the switchboard began to tune itself in rust and alimony. Quieting the switchboard from such a propensity of pulse that it might be filled without feedback. The way lines leading toward it, not given to becoming stuck as they seamlessly glide toward the forest as slow as they fall into the flasks. Intensified, only in lumen, so as not to break the attachment itself as it approaches the skin. What few pulses the force sends the switchboard run along the plates of the perimeter of the switchboard, rather than through the wayline circuit, avoiding all hopes of collision. A small single thorn, bookmarked and pulling a golden hair from the branches of an officiate separated a tide so sullen swelled, it leveled the furthest reaches of the body water as they stretched across a robe sopping with blue pulse, so thick it were to drip asunder as if to pull the dead from their graves. Pulse by pulse, each avoided continuity, but only bicker as dalliance favored them casting themselves over the way lines, instead of through for that split moment fortitude rides in the cold clamor of absolution. The sand upon the shore, leaving all trace of where a bird might sunbathe, feathers spread to evaporate the bath salts as the wash line ferns in a cartoonish dance. As close to a metronome as the forest would ever need for its own count, separate both from Paulson City. The man with the cubist brow gaped between a burrow and a hovel replacing consonants quicker than a wipe of sweat placed beneath lemons and fur. A whole bunch placed upon a bed of cotton like a bull still waiting to be formed from a resplendency of safe harbor. Pulses bubble upon the skin quickly and in small droves, placing scenes from a city in quite a display of overlapping digestion as if something the grasslands were holding on to cadence and rhythm like a cannon ready to fire. Luckily, with the mirrors gone, the skin were only flexible enough to absorb the force remediate with a reflection of a promise twice broken. Children, prowling for food in the bushes in the city, connect different times together as they hopscotch across the circle road as it turns, exposing an order of pulses as they move towards and away from the city, sifting through them with hands cupped knowing they cannot hold such wonder for themselves but allow their fascination to take hold within their eyes, if only hoping to find their abstinence as their own soma trickling through where only they had known pulse to refuse itself upon a wayline, yearning. Abandoning only studios and bushels, they find berries and other filling accoutrements as avocados and rice, the warm scent of nutmeg and coriander noting along to hold place for the pulses under their feet as they walk where abandonments go. A small bright cassette in the ending trill of Marenka began an ossuary, <clears throat> harpsichord from its own filing as leaves falling spin, abject light, only once turned and again to be something altogether more spectacular as the branches of the tree they fell from become symphonies, I the night. Are you calling me a dirge? Blue brow tense as an imminent danger, bowing under a wall of bricks and water sending balconies to roses. They were over there when it was morning, still, the thought of which passing through Blue's mind as the words betray their meaning. A stillness. 
sort of contradiction only understood by crossing states of mind with lists of names inside of constellations, moving as each star propagates across fields unbending. Semblances cricketing with the groundhog, refusing to be called a fox by retracing its steps and refusing to cross the road toward the memory of its disappearance. Onerous divulgences of necessity, either to be needed or needing, with either also leaded like fans wondering over what to do with one track mind. Not to be seen or heard, the question itself hovering over the tone of thought with only the shapes of silence to find the undone response, so sharp or actionable, they could break mirrors with nothing but a smile, the fact of which pulling from itself, the thought into the heart like an understanding perceiving their meaning. Speechless, as an unkept discovery, asking the same moment for its meaning all over again. Leopard skin folded inwards until it cannot be folded anymore. Each piece of fur soaring by color and falling like porcupine quills, creating leaves of grass where even the man with the cubist face could not pass at the reflections of his face without phosphorus sparking upon each tried and antiquated hydrangea flower. Floating where only good memories last to be forgotten, burning with a passion of forget, mean on, and lemon set. The skin shifts along with flooding units in the forest, getting pulses as they fall in line with the images whose barren waves forget them. Pulse by pulse, each image is configured with the skin's attachments as they weave into the periphery. A small, thin arrow asking exactly how the story goes and which quadrant each image is actually on as the skin's memory makes time to adjust its difference. Only ever peaking interest, never cutting cords, where only the skin recalls the stillness, ever wanting for attachment to rise, so confusing the alignment, while ancients bristle and moving along their plotting unit, slowly finding where the attachments now connect in perfect unison, as if never having unknown which quadrant now lies splaying inside the skin like muses ending. To its bellowing meadows presiding, do latent oceans fall. With all abandonment, do only a few attachments recoil, as if alter sunlight coyed each one as they flirt unto attachment. Skin melding as images blossom with pulses shimmering as fireflies as if to speak to their flying melody. Grasslands Without Time is written and produced by Kate Madera, with artwork by Rachel Amber Longo, and music by Human Nature. Have a fascinating.